as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. So they have the lefty, lands a big hook, throws another one, Perrier misses, now he just covers up. Perrier wanting nothing to do with Sedeo. Marcellus over to the right side, a wrister, he scores! Jack Larrigan gets game three started. Hill steals away from a scrum center and pass up the new one-timer. Taking away Ashton Carter, carries it, ripping side to Paul Carter. he shoots, he scores! Nice off the boards, but Lincoln Peters, Ali, one touch is the lucky, he scores! Lincoln takes the lead! And a big check by Christian Kager back below his own net. Dumps up toward the far point, Lockburger to Ludke, top left circle, fires a shot and scores! You bear! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Mini Stars podcast. Whether it's your first time with us or your last time with us, we appreciate you taking the time to be here with us right now. Then, normally we start the show off uh, checking in with each other, see how our weeks were and what's going on. But right now, we got studio guests, Max Krakotic and Lucas Massey are in the studio. So let's just jump in with our guests right away. All right, fellas. How's uh? We'll we'll stay away from hockey talk for a little while. So, Max, you're uh, you're new to Lincoln. Tell us about your Lincoln experience so far. Yeah, so so far it was like it's, it's really good. I really like the town. I really like the fans and the ice box. It's really cool. Is there anything that's taken you by surprise so far? Uh, I mean the whole like lifestyle here is like different from the Europe. So it's a bit different, but it's not like bad or anything. Tell, well, say a little bit more about that. What do you What do you mean when you say the lifestyle here is a little bit different than it is in Europe? What the, What do you mean? Just I don't know, like the traditions and like even the hockey games are really different from uh, which I used to play back in Europe. So just little stuff, you know. Just kind of everyday life sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, Mass, uh, we were talking a little bit over dinner about how you haven't been able to get out to a Nebraska football game. What have you What have you been able to take as a grizzled veteran of both Lincoln and the league? What have you been able to go show Max uh, as his roommate uh, around Lincoln? Have you experienced any volleyball or uh, basketball? You know, Max, the women's soccer team played in the NCAA tournament today. Maybe you should have gone out and watched a little bit of that. That's, I mean, not much, and that's honestly... I probably should do a little more to show them, show them the ropes a little bit. Like, definitely ba- when basketball season rolls around, we'll get out to a game. And, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could get out to a Husker game. I'm hoping I can, you know. But what, what are some of the stuff we've been able to do? I don't you know. You've been I fishing, just, I know, right? Fishing a couple times, yeah. We went out to uh, Conestoga and Holmes Lake a bit. Um, the season's slowly winding down, so that's not very much of an option anymore, but – yeah, not a whole lot. I, pro- I should probably get you out a little more. <laughs> what's What's the biggest catch you've had so far? Uh, nothing big. Like maybe like a pound and a half bass from Conestoga. Oh, actually, I take it back. I caught a pretty big uh, catfish on a chatterbait lure. Really? Randomly, yeah. Crankbait. Yeah. Wow, nice. Uh, I your fishing stories aren't that good. Normally, oh, no, nor- <laughs> normally exaggerate fishing stories. You know, I caught you know. You lived with Sam Buko last year. You should have. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. It's like I'd give the uh, the old what did the one one arm fisherman say how big <laughs> his catch was, but you know you can't see it on the radio, so I'm I'm not going to do it here. You know how big that is, Max? Oh uh, no, this big. 
This fish was that big. Dun-dum, the visuals dun-dum. do not work on the uh, yeah, exactly. on, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so FYI, the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission just stocked Holmes Lake with a bunch of trout that are catch and keep. So if you get a chance, the weather. Really, you want to keep something you catch out of Holmes Lake? Well, you know, this time of year the weather gets cold, and it probably kills all that. All right, that's not, all right. can't be that bad, right? It's you know, it is only runoff from the city of Lincoln. I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't know if you want to keep anything you catch out of there. Yeah, well, I know lots of people who. Last time I caught something at Holmes Lake, I had to go to the doctor to get taken <laughs> care of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so Mass second season in Lincoln, um, splitting time with Showstack this year. What? Uh, you know, I want to, I don't really, Rocky continues to always talk about process and it's not really about winning and losing. Um, clearly we're mired in the midst of, of a losing streak at the moment from a process perspective. However, there are still 46 games to go in this season. You're only 16 games into a 62 game season from a process perspective. There is absolutely nothing Unless you guys set a goal to go undefeated this year, there isn't a single goal that your team, not knowing what they were, set that probably still isn't out there for you. So despite the current run of bad luck, puck luck on the ice, what do you do to stay in it and keep your teammates in it, and especially the younger kids on this roster, to get them to understand that, look, we're two months into a nine-month season? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it it's – it's a simple answer, but it's hard in theory. It's just showing up every day. Like mental resiliency is a very simple concept, but again, in practice, it's very hard. So like managing distractions away from the rink, like, you know, whatever, any external, like, I guess I don't, I don't know what to say, like hate, like, I don't know. Um, like doubt, any external doubt, managing external distractions, just showing up every day and leading by example, being the hardest worker in practice. Like if everybody takes that t- kind of mentality, takes it one day at a time, especially the older guys and the, the younger guys will follow suit and sort of learn how to manage the ups and downs. Um, yeah, it just it just comes down to showing up every day, taking it one day at a time. You talk about the ups and downs a little bit. I don't know. Uh, as a goal, you're probably familiar with Travis Ridgen. He's uh he's, a, I shouldn't say washed up goalie, but he's not a very good goalie. But he's on you on YouTube. He has a podcast. He's playing in the Fed, oh uh, the Fed league right tra- now. Trav for Trav for yeah yeah. 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 And you kind of yeah. you kind of look like him. <laughs> Anyways, but I was listening to his podcast today, and he was talking about he got lit up for eight goals on his last start, and he was talking about how he's when he was younger. He used to be pissed off about it. You know, take take that game to heart, and it's it's you know all his fault. Blah blah blah. But as he's gotten older. He realized, you know, it's only one game. I have a next start. Obviously, our start to the year is not the way we want it to be. Are you kind of in the same mindset as you're getting older? You kind of realize it's only a hockey game. 100%. Yeah, like, and again, it's it's extremely hard. But as, as you get older, as you play more games, as you go through it more and more, definitely gets easier. Um, your perspective gets a little more broad as you become less ignorant about the world, I guess. So you, you understand that it's just the game. You know, it's our livelihood. We, we care about this more than anything. But, yeah, like, you can't let it eat you up because if you do, it's just going to keep happening. So That, that, ga- that game is, is, uh, is in the past. You can't exactly. go back. That's right. You, you can't, can't really focus on the future. A thing I like to tell myself is that 
95% of the time you can't control the outcome, but you control can, can control how you react to it. So you can, that can apply to anything in life. For sure. One of the things, one of the long time things I've always said as a coach, two things you can, oh, there's two things that you can control in every situation. That's your attitude and your effort. That's right. And that's uh, something that uh, I'm going to, I'll ask you this here in a second, Max, about just that attitude and effort. Little side note. That's the reason back when Aiden was a, was probably a squirt. He was like, I want to be a goalie. And Mass, you lived with him. That kid is way too much of a freaking hothead. He's absolutely <laughs> built to be either a D or a forward because I used to tell him, you're going to get a goal scored on you, and it'll be eight rip before you're even done being bad, mad about the first <laughs> one. So how important is that just move on to the next one, move on to the next one for goalies in particular? Extremely important because, I mean, if you if you dwell on the past, things tend to fall apart quickly. So, again, like you said it perfectly, you can control your effort. And you can control um, your attitude, and that's about it. And if you if you judge your successes based off of those two things rather than any result, then you pretty much become undefeatable. You know. So Max, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that to you a little bit. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and probably surmise that growing up through I don't care if you're in Europe, if you're in America, if you're in Canada. I don't care where you are. If you have made it to the USHL, you probably played on some pretty dang good. And because of you and your talents, you were both probably good enough to make sure that the teams that you played on as youth didn't experience things like eight, 10 game losing streaks. So Max, how do you, what are the tricks that you go through to make sure that you are staying in it mentally when you go through a rough spatch, whether it be you personally on the ice or as a team where things just aren't clicking very much? So uh, I never went like through a 10 game losing streak like ever. So like still like new to me. So just tr uh, just keep your head down at practice and just work, be humble and like stay positive. The being humble part's probably pretty easy right now, right? And that's but that sure. that that can be a problem is that you get too humbled and then you feel defeated. So what what do you guys do as a team to try to make sure? Like what are you looking for, Mass, as an O three on this team when you start seeing people maybe big lipping it too much or walking around with their head down? I remember a a situation last year, God, I'm trying to remember. It was probably Logan Smothers, Nebraska's football uh, team. He threw a pick to lose a game, and one of the seniors came up to him. I mean, he literally was walking off with his chin down, and the senior walked up and put his hand underneath his chin and lifted his head up and was like, look, keep your chin up, bro. We're going to keep throwing punches. Yeah, it's like you got to find the balance, right? You got to find the balance between being humble and also, you know, being – you don't want to be overly positive, but you also don't want to be – too humble to the point where you're down on yourself. You know, everything's about balance. And, like, again, kind of going back to what we were saying, like, depending on your values and the things that you can control, like, if you determine your victories based on – do you determine your success, quote-unquote, based on your effort and your attitude every night? And it's, like, regardless of what happens, like, maybe you, you feel out those emotions in the moment, you're down, but then the next day you're like, all right, what can I do about it? just get back to work you can tell you know, that continue you can, to be positive and you know again try to find the balance you can tell that uh art bry is being influenced on massey right yeah, here with, oh, the, the, biggest, with uh, the biggest with the with uh, the mental game we had art on and he was all about the the biggest influence yeah uh, yeah mental aspect of stuff yeah yeah i know he worked with books last year i you know i suppose that he's in overdrive right now working overtime to try to make sure that everybody keeps their mental game um where it needs to be 
Yeah, all the coaches are, all the coaches are working their nuts off for us. So as they always do, and they always have. So so here's the thing. The other thing that I think probably needs to we need to keep in mind is that. It's very easy. It's like I was happy to see once again over dinner. I said something about you guys are playing five games in nine days, and Max's eyes kind of like what? Holy crap! Well, guess what? I say that's a good thing because I would rather you know we got a game against Tri City on Wednesday, and we'll worry about that one. And then after that one's over, then we'll worry about Sioux Falls on Friday. And when that one's over, we'll worry about – because if you start looking down the road and playing, God, when is this streak going to end games, you're you're looking at the wrong spot. Um, you know, especially in this – let's win this period. And then let's win the next period. And then let's win the next period. It's like I never was a – well, I guess I was a hockey coach, but I was more – they're kind of like – Art Bry minus the goalie coaching part. I was I was kind of the mental guy for the team. The you're Art tra- Bry minus skill, right? Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In hockey, yeah. Like I was out there with my tennis shoes on, probably until. Um, but the point I'm trying to make as a longtime baseball coach, a home run hitter goes out there, hits their first home run, and they start trying to hit home runs every time. All of a sudden, they're in a 50, 50 at bat streak where they haven't hit a home run, and they're just coming apart. Or just anything baseball related, or a, a three point shooter. You see Casey Tamanaga go through that on the Nebraska men's basketball team. He misses the first two or three, but you see him being a duck, water right off that duck's back because he just keeps jacking him up. He shoots his way through those streaks. Max, you have no choice, right, but to play through this streak because they're not going to go. Well, you know, it's. November twenty second, and you're only sixteen games into the season. We'll just start over. Yeah, you got to you got to keep plugging away, right? Yeah, there's a lot of games left in the season, so we can uh, definitely get like ten in a row now. If we get uh, lose ten in a row, so yeah. I remember one season, BA. You probably do too, where we started like thirteen and zero, um, and then it kind of turned just as fast the other direction. But then by the time the season was over. It was right back and, and made the playoff. So um, every team goes through something like this. One might be a little more prolonged than anything else. But all right, so Max, what, uh, what, is, what do you anticipate most about? Have you celebrated a, an American Thanksgiving previously? No, not yet. Okay, is there anything that you've heard about it or you look forward to more than anything for this week? Uh, just, just the food, I think. Yeah. Any, any food in particular that you've heard about? Turkey. I'm really excited to try it the first time. So okay, you've never had turkey before. Uh, I think no. Okay, Mass, you haven't taken him to Subway. Got him a little club sandwich or anything? We don't eat out very much. I'm a I'm a big like bring lunch to the rink guy. Apparently, you guys money. must be the oddballs out of the group. Yeah. Everybody's oh yeah, like, everyone's always going always going out to eat everywhere. I couldn't be bothered. I don't I don't want to spend that money. That's and a, I and I kind of just force him to do what I do because <laughs> I'm driving him. So I guess when you get to play taxi driver, that's what yeah, you get to yeah. do. All right, Mass. I know you weren't actually living here at Thanksgiving last year, but what what is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? Oh man! So that way, Dana and Bill know that it's coming and can. Because that's one thing we've always tried to do here, at BA, is make sure that whatever you get at home, like we now do a Sicilian meat stuffing that uh, Patrick Polino. Was like my grandma used to make this, and so we've started awesome. making that uh, as part of our Thanksgiving tradition around here. So, what's uh, what's something maybe different that happens on happens at the Massey household on Thanksgiving? We're a pretty like bare bones Thanksgiving family. My my grandpa. The one thing I'll say is that my grandpa is an unreal cook, and he pretty much does all the food. So it's like we don't do anything 
like off the book we do everything like mashed potatoes blah 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 all that stuff but it's all like unreal and I, i'd say my favorite part's probably pumpkin pie okay out of all that in terms of traditions we're gonna have to check back with max after the weekend and go okay now what was your favorite part was it the turkey or was it the, the cranberries we'll or was it we'll uh, whatever max do you have anything the equivalent of thanksgiving at home uh, no. that you celebrate no 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 okay um i just had something that i was gonna add. oh by the way so here's here's what you do after thanksgiving take a nap <laughs> well i'm talking after you wake up <laughs> from the nap you need to make a leftover sandwich and that's where you literally take a couple pieces of bread or leftover dinner rolls and you take everything from oh, the yeah. cranberry sauce to the potatoes to the you name it i have never put the pumpkin pie on there that's always dessert yeah. but everything <laughs> else goes in one sandwich and you eat it that way the gravy the something else we do is pickled herring at the cotter house so very nice yeah, what about you ba that. what do you do i take a nap <laughs> i don't uh, you know growing up we i mean we we went to family houses and just like massey it's your traditional stuff is turkey stuffing mashed potatoes that sort of stuff so does everybody come to monmouth mountain no well since we moved there thanksgiving's been a little different but before that we would all meet up at grandparents house i don't i think uh i don't know what they're doing this year because i won't be home for as a hockey player what when was the last time you're actually home for that's what i was gonna ask great question before so last year i was here year before that i was in alberta so it'd be three years ago now i was home yeah, it's tough, but you know, it's oh, par for the course. Then you get billets like Gene over here, who yeah, bring, no, who exactly. bring your traditions into their household. So that's right. That's right. Right on. All right, fellas. Well, it is. Uh, oh, you're cutting them loose already. Well, feel free I wanted to talk to Max a little bit uh, on fr Friday. You know, you, you took a, a stick up high, and one thing we always talked about is setting the tone and you know physicality. And it looked like you wanted to kind of set that tone right then and there uh, is that is that part of your game where you want to be physical or yeah well you could say that it's part of my game sometimes but i think our team is lacking in the hard stuff you know like like being tough on, on the opponents you know for our goal or for example so i just try to get like uh, get the team started or something so yeah i think it was i think it was like a good good step forward that's one sure. thing I was talking to uh, Teddy Richardson on uh, Saturday night during warm-ups. I saw him and uh, somebody from Omaha kind of chirping back and forth, and I pulled Teddy off the side of, like, first shift, you got to go. He's like, he's like, should I go? Yeah, set the tone early, and let's do it. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't happen. He waited till like, there's three seconds left in the game, but at the same time, you know. Yeah, and I think his I think his intentions were good there, too. Like, he, he wanted to get back to them for what happened to Dash. And, yeah. You know, it's good that somebody's – Somebody's willing to step up, especially a young guy. So I, a new guy. He's what two games right. in the uh, yeah. two games in with us right now. So well, and it's what good. do you do here? Like Max, you actually had to wear a cage for a month, right? For for something, weren't you? Weren't you out there wearing a cage for some sort of a facial injury for for a few games earlier this year? Yeah, uh, I caught a high stick in my my mouth in okay. Waterloo, so I had a few stitches in my like lips. So yeah. So I'm not asking because worry a little bit about dash i'm not asking for any injury report so please don't even give one worried about dash worried about yavi we're sitting there with maltes and bimo and, and BMO. you know i you know what do you what do you because being physical probably also increases the 
at least the chances of picking up some sort of an injury. And when you're already in kind of an injury situation, there's that fine line there. So how do you battle through that, Max, where it's like, okay, I need to be physical and I need to finish my checks because we can't just lay down and and let the other team have at it. But what, uh, what kind of mentality do you have to bring when something like that happens? Or do you even care? Because when you start trying not to get hurt is when you get hurt. So I, I never had like problems with like getting hurt or something. I don't think I oh, ever had an injury. Yeah, so I don't really look at it, it look at it like that. So like I will not, not do that because I can get hurt or something. So just play your game. Yeah, just keep going at it. Sounds like a plan. All right, you can kind of lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to, um, hey, BA, I don't even know that these guys know that. They probably won't even be there for part of it. But Wednesday night, uh, there will be a moment of silence at some point during the game, either during opening ceremony or during one of the intermissions or maybe even during the honored veterans, one of a long time Lehigh coaches, Kyle Bellamy, passed away of cancer recently. And so I know they're going to try to celebrate his life uh, and the uh, contributions he's made to not only the hockey community in Lincoln, um, and I don't really remember why I was why I was saying that, other than just uh, to let people know that and to thank Max and and Mass for joining us tonight. And I probably had a way bigger story going. You probably mentioned it now because normally when we want to mention stuff, we forget about it. That so. could be. That could be. So anyway, fellas. Wednesday night, get back out there against Tri City. The first time last year, this time I think we'd already played Tri City like thirteen times, yeah, something like that's that. What it so, felt like, so. Yeah. Um, so let's go out there and I, we know everybody knows you have it in you. I mean, you've taken out Madison, you've taken down Youngstown. Both of them are at the top of the East, so it's just a matter of getting the monkey off the back. But let's worry about that starting on Wednesday. That's right. Did you miss the last Youngstown Phantoms hockey game? Catch up with the Dump and Chase podcast. Visiting youngstownphantoms.com, or you can call the Phantoms box office. <laughs> so tickets are... <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Phantoms box office. Or you can call the Phantoms box office at 330-747-PUCK. That is 330-747-7825. Yay. All righty. The Dump and Chase podcast, Wednesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and the iMedia One Network. Hey, guys. Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on there's a giant crack across it that doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless in just a couple of days of turnaround i can easily get your laptop screen replaced and usually it's for a pretty reasonable price don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it give me a call today 402-659-5641 or shoot me an email tailored computers and repair at gmail.com i'd be glad to give you an estimate of how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen before you cut the turkey with family and friends, bring them to the Icebox the night before on Wednesday, November 22nd, as the Lincoln Stars host the Tri-City Storm at 7.05. It's the Stars' annual Thanksgiving Eve game tradition, and you won't want to miss out on the beer specials, scraps, goals, and much more. Lock in your seats today for the Stars versus the Storm at LincolnStars.com.
Thunderstruck. 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 You're on official with the Stars podcast. A little different uh, way to start the show there, Gene. Uh, having the players on right away. You know, you had them over for dinner. Chicken tacos were amazing, by the way. Uh, well, appreciate, you know. Pass that along to Mrs. Cotter. Appreciate the, uh, the invite to have dinner with you guys also. Absolutely. It's Thanksgiving week, right? And despite what's going on on the ice as of late, as we just talked about with the boys, it is hockey after all. And just need to... Uh, need to remember that and they'll come out of it at some point yeah for sure i mean we say it all the time it's a long season we haven't been blown out by any means in most of the games it's been you know one goal two goal games a lot of those games you know the the opposing team scores an empty netter it's not like we're getting annihilated there we just need a little bit of a, a little bit of puck luck there yeah so you know something <laughs> puck luck Here's the thing. Rocky keeps talking about it. We're averaging 1.7 one, one and three quarters goals per game. And plain and simply, when you're playing against teams that are averaging three, four goals a game, we need to get up there, and Rocky said this himself, he, we need to get back, get back. We need to get to a place where we're scoring three and four goals a game and giving ourselves a chance. Because something I, that I noticed looking at the stats is we have not come from behind in a game this year. If we were if we were trailing at the end of the first period or at the end of the second period, we have not come back to win a game. Um, I think we're three and four in games that we scored first. And I know that we've had a couple times where we actually had two goal leads and then pretty much quit scoring and ended up losing those games as well. So I, I don't know. I've, I've done a little... Here's here is one thing that I can tell you is I have said over and over and over that it's not time to hit the alarm. However, and here's why I think we have talked over the last three seasons about the team in Lincoln Stars history that set the franchise record for futility with 12 wins. Yeah, unfortunately, I was there for that. Yeah. Um, I went back and I and I looked at the history of losing streaks in Lincoln Stars history. And we are currently tied for the second longest losing streak in the history of the Lincoln Stars franchise. We can tie the longest with a loss on Wednesday. So we have had one 11 game losing streak in the history. We have two, including this year, 10 game losing streaks, no nine, couple of eights, and two sevens. Uh, other than that, I mean, this is just not something that generally happens in Lincoln Stars. And I'm kind of interested to see. I went back and looked at Rocky's history as a head coach, and he's never had a losing streak in his in his career of more than eight games. Now, I didn't go look at the Philadelphia Little Flyers or whatever. I'm just talking at the junior level when he was in Amarillo. And since he's been in Lincoln, the longest winning streak he had, uh, I'm sorry, the longest losing streak he had in his career was eight until this year. So, you know, I don't, I don't really know what you do with that. But here, and here's why I said it might be time to pound the alarm. One of the things that we talked about, it was probably two years ago, was in that team that set the record for futility. And like I just talked to the boys about, there are two things that you can that you can control at all times and in all situations. And that is your effort 
and that is your attitude. And I'm not going to speak to attitude because all of my interactions with the boys, we saw it, we had some with the, with the injured guys in the office the other day, Lucas and, and Max, attitudinally, everything seems to be fantastic. But I don't know what your thoughts are, B.A. Um, there's, there's only about 10 guys out there on game night that I'm seeing going full on effort. And I always have a problem with that. And Rocky's got to be losing his mind because he keeps alluding to stuff like that in the post game. But I, so yeah, it's I don't only know. a matter of time where I, I feel rookie, de, rookie, rookie. Rocky, Rocky does lose his mind and starts calling those players out by name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we I have mean, not seen that. I mean, Rocky he's already before. did it a little bit with some of the players that we've gotten rid of. I mean, he he kind of alluded to the Raf situation a little bit where Raf wanted a bigger role and they tried giving it to him and well, he didn't he didn't fill those fill those shoes and. You know what? The next thing you know, Raph kind of—I'm not gonna say he threw a, a hissy fit or anything—but he went in the office and said, "Hey, if I'm not gonna get what I want here, I want to be traded." It's kind of the same. I, I feel that's kind of the same deal there. And well, and you know, that's the other thing that that brings me to the Nicki Minaj song, and that is that there's been a lot of people that continue to say things about, "Well, we never should have gotten rid of Larry, and we never should have gotten rid of Raph. They were two of the best players on the team." Well, you know what? They were probably two of the better effort guys on the team. Oh yeah, you can't you can't deny their effort by any means. I especially mean, Raph was Raph. one of the hardest working guys out there on the ice. Absolutely, I didn't. I don't think I ever even saw him in the three years, parts of three years that he was in this franchise. I don't think I ever saw him even take a part of a shift off. Now, it would have shocked me had it happened. But there's guys out there right now that are just cruising around, and it's it's looking like they're tired from the second they hit the ice. It's looking like they don't care. I have a hard time. The, the guy who wore the C that year, we were horrible from the very beginning of the season. He just skated around like, I got my commitment. I've got whatever else. I have nothing to prove anymore. I'm trying to remember that. I'm thinking, you say that wore the C. I'm, think, I'm thinking you're throwing the name Connor Franti out no, there. No, I'm not. It wasn't Franti. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I don't even remember. I mean, I've been around the Stars hockey for so long, it all blends together. So yeah. Tristan Ashbrook is who I'm talking about. Ash was a C? I'm pretty sure. I knew he was an A. Yep. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, no, he, he, was... wasn't a, he wasn't a C because, I mean, you and I helped uh, Joel go through and make that captaincy list. No, I don't think. Well, he, he, was, on, on he the... was on the captaincy. I've Anyway. He was on the leadership team, whether obviously. He, whether he was there or not. The fact of the matter was, and he wasn't the only one that season. No. I just remember thinking to myself, literally, if I am a college coach and I'm watching the effort that is being given by the people that are out there, aren't I starting to wonder about, do I really want to tie a, tie a scally up with that kid? And that's one thing I, that I feel that, you know, I know the coaches preach it a lot is you get that scholarship. That's not when the work stops. That's when the work needs to begin. For sure. And there's a lot of guys out there, I feel, that, you know, not just on our team, but, you know, overall around in the, in the USHL, they get that scholarship offer. They get that commitment. And they're like, well, I don't need to worry about it. I'm already locked up, you know, when I'm done here for my next four years. And I don't think that's the case. I mean, you kind of look at – I don't want to throw Yavi, Yavi under the bus or anything, but, you know, he he just recently switched colleges. I don't know the situation be, between what happened with – what was it, Western Michigan is where he was committed? I, yeah, I guess I, I, I don't know the situation switched, there, but I do know that Yavi alluded on outside the box that he wants to be a hockey player. He doesn't want to go out there and be a goon and fight. And maybe that's what the coaches saw in, at his old colleges. 
we want we want a hockey player and they and they didn't see that i don't know if that's the case i'm not saying it is but it's just you know the fluidity of your commitments can always change and that's not when the work needs to stop you need to keep working to make sure you you keep the the your school you're committed to happy and and whatnot so well, i think about former players great kids we've uh we've seen commitments change griffin jarecki was committed to to denver for years and all of a sudden it comes nli signing time and guess what you don't get to go to I mean, Denver look at anymore. look at Boston last year. He was committed to Wisconsin. Now he's at DU and right. he's, he's killing it. So obviously, you know, something something happens in those things and and whatnot. But and Boston was one of those guys where he got that commitment and he didn't stop working. Right. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the guys that I look at and go, that guy's killing it. That guy's killing. Boston. They're you know effort, effort, effort. Because if I start singling out the guys that are. And maybe we'll come to a place, but we've always wanted to make sure that this was a positive environment. Um, and besides that, they're 16 to 20 year old kids. And you mentioned positive environments. Is that why we didn't record last week? Um, <laughs> no, it's because it's because Ryder Reynolds made his USHL debut, and we wanted. Oh, to, that's that's why I, that's why I threw the that. Derek Reynolds interview. Uh, wink, but, wink. But wink, you know, nice. like like your mom always taught you when you're when growing up that if you don't have anything. <laughs> You don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all yeah and, and you know we we got to a place and here's the thing walking around the arena the on friday night i had all sorts of people i think part of the reason that we're recording this week is because of all the people saying oh you know are you ever going to record again because this is this and this is that and i'm thinking yeah we got to be there during the rough times we just can't we can't be bandwagoners here and you met and you mentioned the rough times and yeah we're on a 10 game skid I didn't realize it was 10, 10 games until we brought it up in our group chat. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we just talked to the boys about not looking ahead, but, oh, my God, the road ahead does <laughs> it's a tri tough city road. in our building, and then we have a roadie at Sioux Falls and a roadie at Omaha, and then guess who? Then we got 14-1-1 Fargo coming to the town for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it certainly it's gonna be a good test, and but just like you know, uh, everything test equals opportunity. It does, and everything in this league, it's there's so much parity in this league. Yeah, we're we're on a ten game skid right now, but you know good well that we can go in there and we could sweep Fargo. The, just the talent on the on the team and the talent throughout the league is is so even that any team can win on any night. Yeah, and you know we we need to. You talked to the other day again. We have no idea if. If Dash is going to be available, we know he went down late against uh, against Omaha on Saturday. We don't know if Yavi is going to be available because he went down early in the game against Omaha, never returned. There were three guys walking around in the in the office that have been pretty pretty key players that are all pretty high effort guys. Um, again, they seem to have pretty good attitudes about it. Uh, it's 46 games left to go. We are percentage points That's 92 ahead. 92 points right there, buddy. Yeah, right. We're, we are percentage points ahead of Omaha. I think we played one more game than they have. We're, but we're tied for last in the West with eight points. But you know what? It's not like you're looking up. It's not like you're looking up like the Highlanders halfway through the season on Goon going... God, how are we? We need Doug Glatt to come back because I take a good Doug Glatt. I think we had a little uh, little preview of Doug Glatt with uh, with uh, Teddy Richardson there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I kind of switched over 
switched back over to uh, the Husker debacle. I mean, well, there was four seconds left in the game, so yeah, I mean, you don't expect a whole lot to happen with the last four seconds. We're not we're not in the East Coast League. We're not in the Federal League by any means, and, right? And whatnot. So yeah, I mean, too bad it didn't happen four seconds in. Instead, it was four seconds left. Oh, he tried going four. No, I shouldn't say four seconds in. He tried going on his first shift, and the uh, the kid he was chirping with wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah, I. It's. I mean, yeah. Yep. At some point, maybe I'll talk about a recent interaction between two players in the penalty box that that I got to observe. That I was thinking, mm, come on, you're down, you're down three goals with two minutes left to play, and um, maybe if you're up three goals, you're saying the things that that you said. But we'll, we'll hockey, save that. For, hockey players are weird when it comes to their trash talk. A little bit, I, I will say that. Yeah, it was just, and there's time for trash talk that makes it funny, and then there's trash talk that is just like, oh. Oh, what are you uh, thinking? Yeah. You know, maybe if it's uh, the second period and it's a one-goal game and it's whatever else. But this one's pretty much stick a fork in that bad boy. This one's over. And um, anyway, yeah, Joel, I, Joel and I were talking in the office the other night. I don't remember if you were there or not. But he said at some point we ought to do a best of best of chirps episode or something like that. Hey, you and I also talked last week about do we do a catch up with former players episode? And yeah. I'm starting to wonder about that because, man, we got some guys that, that were on the team last year in particular that are freaking lighting it up as freshies. Um, Mason Marcellus has been in the, in the sports center top 10. Quinnipiac just got moved to the number one team in the country. Tanner Ludke is freaking, and Joe LeMay, those guys are all over the place at Omaha, yeah, Bucky, we, we, and Yeah, DU. we talked about Bucky. Um, we have Lincoln West at CC. Yeah, Caden's doing pretty dang well up there at CC. Yeah, Umberko's playing well. Gleb Remyev's been kind of a scoring machine. Noah Laba has been killing it. Um, there's like four other guys that are out there. Um, I'll throw you on the spot a little bit. Uh, who, who's been your, your favorite guest on the podcast that we've had? All time? Yeah. Oh God! I mean, you can't you can't say guys like Reynolds or Kleiner. oh, I can't say guys no. like Reynolds. But like you know, as, as you know, current players, you know, obviously, you know, one you know thing, what? I loved our I loved interviewing BMO earlier this year. BMO that was, was one good. of the mo- most. Jimmy fun. was amazing, and one of the things like with junior hockey that not a lot of player or people understand is this is their first interaction with media, and I'm not saying we're by any means we're ESPN or you know we're spitting chicklets or anything like that, but. It's their first interaction with interviews and and podcasts and conversations, and you can obviously see that in and some of the guys we've had on. And something else that sticks out to me was one of my one of my favorite interviews was the one that we did with Griffin Jarecki when Rutger McGrory jumped on. Yeah, and Rut was in in uh, in studio the entire time. That was no Griffin was in studio. That's mean. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, Griffin was Griffin was be, with us. It would have been nice if we had Rut here in Lincoln Speaking with us. Speaking of which, have you heard? I you texted me the other day and heard he got carted off. Yeah, I, he went into the boards uh, back first and kind of landed square on his tail. And I don't know it, the the video didn't really show it clearly on the kind of the video kind of panned as as he was going into the boards a little bit. But yeah, uh, Carly is actually the one telling me that Rucker got carted off out there in Michigan, and uh, they posted an update saying, you know, thanks for all the concerns and whatnot. I did text Jimmy uh, this morning, uh, but I haven't heard anything back. You know, just telling, asking how how he's doing, that you know everybody here in Lincoln is thinking about him and hoping for a speedy recovery. Yeah, well, so that one stood out to me. You know, obviously talking to people like David Backus, 
uh, Steve Johnson, Gary Sharp was another good one. I know those aren't players, but talking to talking to Cots um, was it's, it's kind of amazing if you kind of look back at it. And it's just the guys we've talked to. I mean, we we started this thing as you know, kind of a stars podcast, and yeah, all those guys were stars has some sort of relationship with the stars. But you ever think in your right mind you're gonna be talking to David Backus? No. Yeah, it's it's, it's freaking nuts. Yes, yes, it is. It's freaking nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there are so many things to talk about, so many things to clean up, but there's so many things to be thankful for that we have the opportunity to talk about things like, like junior hockey and for talking to people like David Backus and Paul Cotter and Steve Johnson. And uh, speaking of Steve Johnson, you texted the group chat again the other day where, what was it, yesterday? Yesterday, or the day it was before? Ten, 10 years where we lost uh, former head coach Chad Johnson. So Saturday... 10 years ago Saturday was the 10-year anniversary of the passing of yeah. farmer, farmer, former Stars coach Chad uh, And I feel that's, you know, kind of look back at, like, Stars history, That's I feel that's one of the major changing points in the direction of Stars hockey. Um, I'm not saying Chad would still be coaching the Stars right now if, if he was still here with us, but I, I, I feel the way that Chad had the program going at the time, we probably had another Clarkie in our, in our hanging from the Raptors right now. We'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe even this year, B.A. Hey, it's not over yet. No, it's not. So here's what I would ask everybody to do. As you're, as you're making your wishes on your wishbones, coming out of your turkey on Thursday, wish for a rapid and dramatic turnaround for Lincoln Stars hockey. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I know Rocky, you know, you already heard it on, the, uh, on Outside the Box. Rocky's a big Thanksgiving guy with uh, with all his traditions and a you know, big big cook there maybe maybe rocky needs to cook up maybe three or four turkeys and we get everybody pulling some wishbones there there we go there we go so if we get five thousand people at the box all getting ready to pull wishbones maybe that's what we should do is go get some wishbones and then everybody in wednesday, wednesday night. night i know it's blackout night but we might have to change that to wishbone night here at the icebox maybe we can go maybe we can do that and everybody can we can do some predetermined breakpoints on some <laughs> on some. Now, now on you're some just trying calls. to rig the system here. Maybe, maybe so. So anyway, here's the here is to first off, the stars snapping the skid. Second to something else that I was going to say, and that they all get healed up and everybody has a good time. And finally, that Stars Nation has a fantastic Thanksgiving, and we have some we have three wins to talk about next week at this time yep and as uh joel says before you cut the turkey uh we have a game wednesday night here at the icebox against tri-city uh 705 puck drop blackout night i want everybody in a black stars jersey a black stars t-shirt sweatshirt hoodie gene you're you're, you're always the man in black so uh required have, yeah it's it's the it's the uniform ain't it it is it is a uniform yep although I've worn black a lot this year, and we haven't won. So maybe I need to dress in some white just to be the oddball and change, and change that a little bit. Right on. That sounds good to me. All right. We'll see everybody here at the Icebox Wednesday night as we take on the Tri-City Storm.